Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Our subtitle for this month of Youth and Evangelism is that Jesus our freedom. Jesus, our freedom, we give thanks. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Paul is writing to young people like me and you and he's encouraging Timothy, a son in the Lord, and today I want to encourage you as a, a son, a child in the ministry, a son in the Lord, that you may have a better and a greater understanding. He says here, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. few things that are very important as a Christian. You are not a Christian until you become a disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is a fully committed believer who follows instruction and recognizes the authority that God has placed in their life. And the Bible teaches us that God gave the church the fivefold ministry to train, to equip, and to prepare the church for the work of ministry. And this morning is the same challenge that I want to bring to you, that God has an intent to bless, to prosper, and to establish you. So this is the... The, the grace that God has given to us. He says, you therefore, my, my, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So, our Christian walk is not about you only, but it's about others. Can you say others? So, you cannot be a great young Christian without leading others, without having somebody to follow you, yourself following somebody. And this is very critical to us because Paul was saying to Timothy, Lord have been entrusted, Lord have been given to you. So that which is given to you, you need to entrust and give to others. The church is not the church because of the number of the people that are full in the church. You will be deceived. The church is the church by the impartation that we give to others that this that we do is possible. This that God has entrusted to us can be done without you looking at yourself and saying, am I gifted enough? Paul was not saying to Timothy, Timothy, my son, be strong in the Lord because of your giftedness. If that was so, most of us will not be in the ministry. If it was because of our eloquence and our abilities, the church of God will be derailed because only few people can do. That's why we say the, the education that we have should not limit the work of God in our life. Because the Western system says the gospel must be preached because we have gone to Bible school. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's nowhere close to the scriptures. Every one of us must be entrusted with the truth 
we must preach the gospel and make sense of it. So he says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace is unmerited favor that is given to each and every one of us to share the gospel, to live our life to the best abilities that we have so that others may be able to see the grace of God upon our life. Hallelujah. So this is a, this is a challenge that we have that in all that we do, we need to give ourselves, knowing that this is a grace, it's not something that we earn, or out of our own wisdom, we are able to do. There are a lot of people who are talented. They will not make it in the ministry. Because it's not talent. We say talent can take you so far. But what will keep you is the character. As you read the scriptures and you are being formed. Most people fail in life because they depend solely on the skills they have learned, the, the traditional skills that we have learned. This why sometimes the Bible says the things that are despised are the ones that God used. Pastor K was reminding me something very important. Uh, you know, it's not good for people to do what they've done to me, and it's not good for you to do it. But somebody did it. Somebody said, if, if you, Vincent, can do it, I will do it. Uh, I don't know if you understand it. In other words, on the scale of 1 to 10, I might be 0. I'm not even on the number line. I don't know if you get it. Somebody measures, they measure themselves, they say, if, if you are able to do what you are doing, there are two ways to look at it. One is that you are far below. I think I'm better. I understand better. I'll do better. The other part, which is very comforting, might be, we are able, we are looking at you, if you are able to do it, we'll do it, because we have simplified it. But the other person was not talking, you know, I want to believe the second one than the first one. That we have made it so easy that I can do it. I used to think it's way out of my reach. And this is exactly what we are saying. To say, shepherd, create an environment for others to see it is possible. Than for you to create an environment that is impossible. You cannot do it unless you have a gift. You see, if it depended on my gifting, then everybody else is disqualified. Jesus, being the son of God, brought it to us to make it possible for us to say it is possible to have a relationship with God. It is possible to serve the Lord faithfully. I'm about to tell somebody. In the midst of our weakness, it is possible to serve the Lord. Listen, life is about endurance. Can you tell your neighbor, life is about endurance. How far can you go? The Bible says if you can't run, how will you be able to run with horses? Eh? Endurance. You must be able to run. Everybody's tongue is out. And yours is like you are just starting. It's not like you are just starting. You, you are feeling the pain that everybody else is, 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 is feeling. But you have made that decision. I will not sit for my comfort. I will not allow the pain I'm going through. Some, sometimes people will say, oh, if you knew what people have done. No, no, no. It's a passage to greatness. Everybody has a story. Everybody has been ill-treated. Everybody has been spoken bad of. Everybody has been undermined. Or you have felt that way because where we come from, we've been made to look young. Or, or to, not necessarily young. We've been made to look insignificant. May the Lord have mercy. 
few points. Paul writes to Timothy, says to him, be strong in the grace uh, uh, that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which you heard me, uh, from me, among many witnesses. In other words, you see, we are in church. You are seated down. The things that you have heard from me, in what? Not in a private conversation. Only. In what? Huh? In what? In the presence of what? Many witnesses. I'm talking to you as an individual in the, in the presence of what? Many witnesses. Never believe it's impossible. Never believe you cannot do it. Never believe it's out of your reach. Never believe because of what you have done in the past, that is a total sentence. You can't do anything further, anything more. That's a lie. Believe it is possible. Believe this can be done. As a, as a person, Paul was saying to Timothy, Timothy, we have said so many things. Try these things. Failure is the inability to try. People fail because they are afraid to try. They are afraid to start. Listen. Start wherever you are. Start there. I, I sometimes listen to people and say, oh, this is what I want to do. They have this mega billion plan. I say, you are going too far. You will never start. Your project needs so many millions. I say, who's going to give them to you? Nobody. There are very few people who will get Branson to write the check for them. Listen, start where you are. Oh, no, I'm a baker. Bake fed cakes. It's winter. <laughs> they eat fed cakes. Not, we eat fed cakes to fill our stomach. Not that we enjoy them. Imagine somebody. Yes. So, make up your mind. Paul was saying, do it. Work on this thing. Commit these things to faithful men. In other words, not everybody will accept what you say. I shouldn't be offended when other people turn their back and they leave. Jesus said the words that we speak, they are what? Their spirit and what? And their life. For now, they might not seem insignificant. They might not seem important. I always say the advantage we have is that we have time. Leave. Let me leave. Yes. Leave. Live long. Live long. May I pray that God will give you the grace. If this words you use, Jesus said, my words are one, a spirit and their life. They will sustain you. They will turn your life towards God. Few pointers, then we'll take communion. Number one, as Paul is talking to Timothy, Jesus was free, but he was bonded to the vision and the life of the Father. Timothy, Paul was encouraging him, Timothy, do what I'm doing. Timothy, be committed to what I'm doing. Listen, as a shepherd, as a cell leader, as an intern, as a, a, a sheep in the church, as a member of the church, be humble to follow. Do, do what you are asked to do. Go where you are asked to go. Don't ask questions. Some things don't make sense when you are asked to. You are asked that you should do. Do what you are asked to do. Go where you are asked to go. Be a sheep. You don't find sheep saying, meh, 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 meh. Green grass left. No, no. The shepherd says, 
No, me, 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 me. You, you follow. <laughs> you go, you go where you are supposed to go. You do what you are supposed to. Some things protect us, even though we don't understand. Somebody was saying, you know, we need to understand. I said, that's a problem. If you understand, you'll complex, you'll, you'll complicate things. Follow. Can you tell your neighbor, follow? Yeah. Don't complicate things by trying to prove that you can reason. We said Jesus was free, but he was bonded to the vision and the life of the Father. Paul was saying to Timothy, you are free, but follow my way. You will succeed. Hallelujah. Jesus allowed the Father's influence upon his life. He allowed the Father's influence and the vision to draw him in. He, he allowed the vision to draw him in. He never had his own agenda. Today is very funny. Everybody has got an agenda. And that is why nobody goes anywhere. I said, your originality is the reason why you have failed. Everybody says, I want to be an original. I am an original. Africa is where it is because everybody wants to do their own thing. You will never go too far if you are always wanting to do your own thing. That's not how the system works. You want to succeed. You want to prosper. Uh, Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, my son, commit yourself the things that I said to you. In, the com- in other words, what I said to you is not a secret. Everybody knows it. But be different from everybody who have heard what I said. Commit what I said. Do what I'm saying to you. Manifest it in your life. Failure is the inability to follow and inability to copy. Africa, most people are failing. Governments are failing because everybody else is coming with their own side. Our, our current government, they, the main reason why they fail, they have no strategy. For 23 years, 24 years. Every year, the new president come, comes with a new strategy. They don't have a holistic. They are one company. They are one, one party. They don't have a holistic direction. Everybody comes. The mayor comes, changes the strategy. Every, why? Because everybody's thinking for themselves. You will not go too far. Imagine somebody. We have to fight. We have to fight this individualism. Paul was saying to Timothy, forget about yourself. Concentrate to yourself. It's it's very important to focus. He was saying to him, draw in. Christ was drawn in by the influence of the Father and the vision. The vision was cohesive enough and attractive for him. Paul was showing Timothy, this is very attractive. The love of the Son for the Father drew him. Jesus was drawn in by the love for the Father. Timothy could not serve Paul. Unless he left Paul. Listen, you can't go too far. You have to fall in love with me. <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Listen, there are, if you are going to succeed, you have to follow closely. I don't know if you heard what I said. When I came into the ministry, I had a father in the Lord. I asked him the first year. I said, come to church. Come to our church. He came to our church. He, he sent us into the ministry. Blessed us. He came. First service. 
when we finished, she called me aside and started to talk to me. She says, listen, don't do like what other people are doing. Doing one, two, three, four. I always say to people, you can be in our church and not know what makes our church successful. I said, people have left thinking they know what we know. And I said, in the midst of the many things, there's one thing that you, you cannot have. Because what you despise, you can't have. Yes. I said, you can come with your ingenious ways, the crafts and whatever, you can draw them. I saw one man, he drew crafts and said, when I do my church, I watch this. We'll see. He's still doing his drafts. 20 something years after. If you can't follow your shepherd, you're not going to go too far. If you are undermining, you are undermining the young men. You are looking at this person and say he's a child. You don't understand spiritual things. Your shepherd is endowed with grace. Yes. He knows better than the sheep. He might be a small boy. Have you seen our, our shepherds in the village? A small boy. <laughs> but he's interested with the wealth of the family. Do you know how much one cow is? Eh? He's giving, you people don't understand. He's giving more responsibility of family wealth. Aiding two, three hundred with others. You count, you count. You're talking three to five million. That is just walking behind. For you, you are thinking, ah, this boy, this useless boy. <laughs> Even the one who have been gone to school, he's more responsible for more things than you. Yes. Oh, you look at him with a blanket around, with a stick. Is that that he doesn't know his worth? May the Lord have mercy. Jesus was drawn by the love, the, the, the love of the Son, for the Father drew him to the center of God's will and mission. So you have as well to allow yourself to be drawn to the center of God's will. Are you really truly interested? Are you truly attached? Jesus allowed himself to be at the center of God's attention. He wanted to fulfill the mission. Psalm 17 verse 8. Psalm 17 verse 8. It says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Keep me as what? Keep me as what? Keep me as what? The the apple of your eye. Let me be the center. I always say to most men, have, have your first child. I mean, in a normal city, I'm not talking people who pregnant everybody everywhere. You, you will not know what I'm talking about. It, you will never experience it. If you are married, you have a child. It changes your heart. If they were to ask, they, they said they ask women, uh, mothers, let me not say women, they ask mothers, if you had to choose either to kill your child or your husband, who will you kill? What do you think the answer was? Mothers, <laughs> do you think your wife will save you? <laughs> now, the same question, if it's asked you, it's, it's your, your child and your wife. You have to choose. One must go. Your heart will change. You'll say, ah, I'm done with the woman. <laughs> your heart 
Your heart must be drawn in. You must, you, you must, if something is there, is the center of your attention. We work for our children. Everything that we are doing, we work for our children. We want our children to succeed. Unfortunately, most of the children where parents are working hard and they are trying to make their life easier, they don't get the principle. When you make it easy, they take life is like that. Until the parents are no more, it's then that they realize this thing is not easy. It's more difficult and complex. And unfortunately, they have not learned the lesson. So, we must draw ourselves. It says, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. May the Lord have mercy. The cohesive force drew Jesus into the center of God's will and mission. Jesus was drawn in because he beheld, he was looking closely to the Father. The attraction of the Father drew him in. Hallelujah. Most women are thinking, if I put on makeup and whatever, I'll be more lovely. Listen, you are lovely already. <laughs> makeup is good. I encourage every woman to put on a makeup. I encourage every woman to paint their nails. If you can extend your eyes, eyelashes, fine, no problem. But those are not the things that will make you beautiful. Beauty is not what you see with the eye. Beauty is what we see with our hearts. Yeah. That's why some people can put on everything and try. And at the end of the day, all of us appreciate, oh, you look stunning, but there's no forthcoming words. I want to marry you. And all the girls with the flat foot, we love them with what? With the we love you with the eye. You know, love you with the eye. Oh, you look nice. Turn around. Oh, baby. Hallelujah. You are taking my time. John five nineteen. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. Paul was saying to Timothy, do what I'm doing. Jesus is saying, there's nothing, I have no mission. I'm doing what the father has called me to do. Hallelujah. So, to experience God, the love of God, the power of God, you need to be drawn in. You need to be drawn in. Number two, our freedom should not equate, our freedom should not equate to looseness and rebellion. You know, sometimes when people are saying we are free, the reason why we are having this level of thuggery, thieving, and all these things that are happening around us is because people are not free but loose. It's like when we say to you, from today you can do for yourself. Most people don't understand that. They think, oh, I can rebel now. Freedom should not equate to looseness. You must be under. People who are free, they are under the law. The, the free South Africans are the ones that are fulfilling the constitution of South Africa. Those are, are free. Anyone who rebels against the law of the land is not free. He's rebellious. He's loose. In the kingdom, it's the same way. You can't say, I'm following Jesus. 
I'm following, I'm, 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 I'm a shepherd and you do your own thing. It's not possible. A son is a son because he knows the ways of his father. We usually say, you are born male, but to be a son is a matter of the heart. Not every person, I mean parents, we always get excited. Oh, it's a boy, it's a boy. Not every boy will grow to be a son. Not every boy will grow to be a son. May the Lord have mercy on us. Hallelujah. There is no freedom if you are rebellious, you are loose. That is no freedom at all, but bondage. We must honor and respect our parents. Your freedom to show that you are mature and you have grown. You must respect your parents. That is a sign of maturity. Even though you don't agree with them. You know, the ways of Jesus are superior. He says, he says, don't kill your, your enemy. What does he say? He says, kill your enemy. Eh? Eye for an eye. No. It's far superior. He said, pray for your enemies. Bless them. Hey, that's difficult. Can you imagine? Somebody took somebody who could have been your husband. And he says, pray for them. <laughs> and do what? Bless them. You'll be kissing and say, to hell with you. <laughs> it's human nature. No more res- response. May the Lord have mercy. Matthew chapter 8 verse 9. You must be a man. As a shepherd, we must honor and respect our parents, our shepherds, uh, and those that are above us. We must be under authority. Hallelujah. Matthew 8 verse 9 says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to this, uh, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Most of us, as young people, we fail to follow instruction. If I ask you, please bring me the order, say, when I finish, I'll bring it. In other words, you are saying to me, you are disturbing me in my time. Yeah. If I call a meeting, you can't come for the meeting. No, I'm busy. You know, it's exam time. You remember the queen of uh, the, the, the book of Esther? The queen was called. And said to the husband, I'm busy. I'm, ha- I'm having a meeting with women. She forgot her calling. If we ask, can you come? You shouldn't say when. You should come now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he says, I'm a man under authority. I said to this one, go. He goes. Most of our young people, they don't, go, they don't do what you are, they are asked to do. Young people suffer because we fail to follow and to respect. Let us not learn by experience. Let us make instruction or take instruction into our life that we may be saved and preserved. The freedom we have is no freedom if it does not bring heavenly vision upon our life. There are a lot of people who say, oh, I'm doing my own thing. 
The things we do have no eternal value. The soldier is only free when he follows the commander's will. I don't know if you heard what I said. The soldier is only free when he follows the commander's will. In other words, when the, when the captain says, uh, everybody stand and everybody stands, they are free. Sit down when we ask you to stand. Yeah. Go to the army. They say, we are going to fight. And you do to it too and say, me, I kill no man. Listen, you are not going to come home. Your grave will be unmarked. Your name will never mention. They'll say you were, you were lost in battle. They, they, they don't even know. Sometimes they'll leave your body open because the war. It's only Americans who fight and keep their dead. It's a pledge they've made to each other. We better. They will go and save one body, a dead man. And ten people die. Does it make sense? Yeah, to you it doesn't make sense because you think in a different way. No. Their life is their bond. They are fully committed to that pledge. No one will be left behind. That's the, that's the, the strong bond they have. If you die, your family will bury you. Even if you are only bones, your remains, will, will, you will be buried in America. If a shepherd was to do that, what do you think? We are leaving no one behind. I've been given a person to take care. I'm going to take care of the person. It doesn't matter how dirty it becomes. I'm going. Because they, they die. They die going to fetch one person. Not one soldier that was killed in the battlefield. They go. Even nations of the world, they know. A war will start for the remains of that one person. In other words, the whole of America supported the one person. So we'll use all the resources we have. You give us our body, we leave you alone. You keep our body, nobody in your country will leave. You will never have peace until we have what is our own. Listen, as a shepherd, if our heart was like that, we had a bond like that, every person that the Lord has given to me, I'm going to fight to keep. We'll go too far. Hallelujah. The freedom we have is no freedom if it doesn't bring heavenly vision. Number three, your will is my will. Paul was saying to Timothy, your will must be my will. Jesus was speaking here, says, your will is my will. Matthew 26, verse 39. The Bible says, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The freedom of our Lord Jesus Christ was to surrender his freedom to do the will of the Father. Even us, it's the same way. That in our endeavors to support ourselves and to take care of ourselves, we need to understand that there is a greater calling and a greater mission upon us. A young man, a young woman, you need to commit your life to the Lord. Your will to achieve and to prosper is hidden in your willingness to surrender to the will of God. Most people fail because they have a lot of things they want to do in life. And in the many things they want to do, they never achieve anything. I was giving an example to somebody. I say, most men will work hard to a point that they will go to work, sacrifice 
family time, sacrifice time with their children because they want to achieve, they want to be somebody else. And I say, your priorities are wrong. Your employer must know you have a family. You must tell your employer. When you go for the interview, they ask you, what is your life? You tell them, I'm a married person. I honor my vow. If this work comes between me and my wife, I'm not going to come to work. In essence, I'll resign. Number two, my children. It is my responsibility to prepare them to the best of my ability. I cannot be in America, in the U.S., in, the, in South America, in the U.K., every week. You must know, I have a wife and children. Most men don't do that. They are very happy to gallivant everywhere. And then after they've run, they've left everybody behind. Have you seen leaders like that? The leader is too far. Nobody can even see the leader anymore. If we do that, we fail to fulfill the Great Commission. This time it's running faster than I thought. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He said, For I know that the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Son has no will of his own. Jesus said, Not my will, but your will. The shepherd and the Son do not have the will of their own. Luke 22, verse 42, he says, Say, say, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will. Number four, freedom comes with lots of responsibility. You can't say, I'm free, and then you are loose. You do what you like. Sorry. You have to do the work, the responsibility given to you. You do not do what you want. Freedom in Christ will draw you into the greater good. When you are free, you are saving intensely. When Mandela became free, he went to jail. From that day, Nelson Mandela was more free than the Boers themselves because he gave them more responsibility. They had to care for him, protect their own interest by protecting the most free person because they understood this one. You see, when you are free, you are no longer afraid. When he made that statement, I'm even willing to die for this ideal, they knew we are talking to a dead man. Think about these uh, Islamic boys who put on a vest and come and kill people who are innocent. The governments of the world they have a problem because this person has no fear of death. You see, the thing that makes us to behave the way we behave is fear of death. But this one has passed the stage of fear to die. He straps himself with bombs and says, I'm going to die with you. You like it or not? I'm not afraid anymore. It's one of them. If you are having soldiers who are fearless, I tell you, you have terror. Even ourselves, freedom is when we take responsibility, then we are really free. When we take responsibility, we are truly free. You don't do what you want. Freedom in Christ will draw you to greater good. Freedom transforms from uh, being free to sacrifice. All the people who are free, who have been free in life, have sacrificed their life. All. We are not talking about 
The people who say, oh, I've lived long and all of that. No. Long life is part of the deal, but all free people have sacrificed themselves. You can go and check it. Every person who's the most free of all will always sacrifice themselves. They'll give themselves because they understand something that others don't understand. Hallelujah. True freedom will bring you to the cross, to a place of dying, to self, and saving God and others. You cannot be free and do what you want. Your freedom and source and choice will always make you a servant of all. Freedom and salvation of Jesus Christ will always deliver you uh, from your selfish ambition. Some of us are still caught by our selfish ambition. We serve because we see a benefit. Freedom calls for discipline. You can't say you are free and you are ill-disciplined. The centurion man says, I am a man under authority. In other words, he's saying, I've got somebody speaking to my life. Most people fail because nobody's speaking into their life. You know why Africa is failing? Because they are, they are refusing to learn from Europe. Because Europe was their master system stage. And they are consuming everything from Europe. They want, we even uh, lighten our skin. To be like them. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. But we don't want to copy them. Listen, our governments, they needed to say, we don't know, please show us. Then you learn. Don't forget, when you learn from somebody, you learn what they know. But they don't know what you know. So, the potential you have is twice as much as them because you can learn all their ways and you have the potential to develop your own personal other things that are already in you that others don't have. It's like a selfish person saying, oh, I don't want any, anybody to know because, no. If, if you teach others, you get more revelation. Yes. That's why nations of... The Western nations are always moving forward because every knowledge they have, they share it with everybody. Immediately after they master it, they make it public. When people consume it, they are already moving to the next third, fourth, fifth level. They've been to the moon. They've gone far beyond the moon. None of us have gone to the moon. We are still here. Freedom calls for discipline. You can't live a loose life. Paul was talking to Timothy. You can't lose a loose life. You fornicate. You sleep around. You do all of these things. You don't come for training and all of that. And you say you are a Christian. You are a Christian. You are religious. You are just religious. You are marking the register. You are not free until you give what is dear. One, Abraham gave his Isaac. Genesis 22 verse 2. God challenged him. He says, give your best. He gave Isaac. Number two, the Father, God the Father, gave us his only begotten son, Jesus. Jesus gave his only, his, his, his life to us. Jesus gave his life so that through his life we might be free. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? God the Father gave his begotten son. Abraham gave his beloved son. Jesus gave his own life. He says, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. We're going to pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, turn my heart 
to true sonship. Turn my heart to true sacrifice. Turn my heart to true responsibility. May I die to my personal uh, 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 driven need. Uh, may I live in the life of Christ. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We exalt you. We are grateful, Father, of your presence. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child in this place that, Lord, turn our hearts towards you. I pray, Father, that Jesus is our focus. Jesus is our freedom. Without him, we have no life. I pray, Father, for a new life upon us as a church and as a people. We are grateful, Father, for this opportunity. As all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, I want to pray together with you. If you are here today as a pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to make right with God. I want to be a true son like Timothy, who Paul challenged him, says, do these things. Forget about yourself. Concentrate on him. Focus on the Father. Commit these things that have been committed to you to, to faithful men. Even today you are here. You want the grace of God. You want your sins to be forgiven. You want to be a child of God. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. I want my sins to be forgiven. Lift up your hand wherever you are seated. We'll pray together. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church. H.O.J.